Thanks, worship team. Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Adam Casel. I'm the vision and administration pastor here on staff. Our mission is to encounter the love and power of God and give it away to the world. Um, we've got lots of different ministries and things going on. Uh, so if you want to scan the QR code in front of you, or we've got um, more posters out in the lobby where you can get information. If you don't receive our weekly email, I, I highly encourage you to sign up for that because um, that's another way that we tell you what's going on for the week or um, some upcoming events. So um, encourage you to do that. Uh, one housekeeping, or probably more accurately, yard keeping item. If you haven't seen, we are doing cleaning outside this coming Saturday. Uh, formerly, I think, uh, 10 to 4, right? 9 to 4. I don't know. It's in the email. I wrote it down and I don't remember, but check the email. Uh, we are going to clean with an enthusiasm unknown to humankind. It's going to be amazing when we are done. It's an opportunity for us to show grace, a gift to the owner, our fellow tenants. Um, it's a, actually a servant evangelism. We're going to show God's love in a, in a practical way. So um, one thing that our deacons are they're spearheading this. One thing that they've asked is that people sign up. So email deacons at indievineyard.org. Um, that you know, give them your uh, cell phone number too, because we do live in Indiana, and uh, weather can change at a moment's notice. So right now, I I checked yesterday; it's supposed to be amazing on Saturday, um, but so we'd love to have you come on out, uh, be a part of that. So like I said, e send an email to the deacons at indievineyard.org. Um, the Dan Updike has gone around, picked out what we need. Uh, also in the email is a list of tools that if you have those, bring, bring those tools with you. Um, and also the deacons can answer any question that you, you might have. So speaking of this place, we're going to talk about place uh, this morning. As human beings who move through time and space, places matter. Physical locations impact us, and we impact them. We all have good examples, places we love to go. Maybe it is or it was a grandparent's house. You, just, you went there because you, you got to let down. You, you knew you were going to be loved and well-fed and could just relax. Maybe you've got a park that you love to go to when you just need to get away from it all, decompress a little bit. There's a certain park or trail that you love to just walk. Maybe in your house, you've got a particular room or chair that you, all, you just love sitting in. You can curl up in a blanket and read a book or watch your favorite show. There also can be negative places, places we hate to be. Going to the doctor. Uh, I don't want him to tell me what's wrong with me. Going to the dentist. How many fillings am I going to need this time? As he scratch at my teeth. For me, I hate going to the hospital at any time for any reason. I don't want to go to the hospital. Our bodies know this about ourselves. We're aware of places that we enjoy being or, or don't like being or even what's intended. So, for example, you can do a little experiment. If you want to read a book that you really want to pay attention to or you need to study, lay down in your bed. And, and try to read and see how long it takes you to be drowsy and start dozing off. Because your body knows, oh, this is the place, this is the position where we go to sleep. Our bodies know that. 
Uh, also, a, a common or a new uh, exercise that's growing in popularity among therapists and uh, people in spiritual formation is to envision a joy place, a place where you felt safe, where you just, in your mind, you can go to and, and think about how amazing it was. And, and so from a spiritual formation place to see where's God, where was God in that in the midst. And so when things are challenging, that we can just kind of close our eyes and go to that place, not as a way of escaping, but to find joy and as a reminder that, that God is with us. Because places matter. We are uh, in the public portion of our uh, capital campaign that we're calling Inhabit the Space. We believe this is what God has called us to do. We want to really take care of the space that he's given to us. That's part of the reason we're going to clean the outside because this is a resource that he's given to us. Now, we are, as I shared a few weeks ago, we are looking into buying the building, but we want to make sure that the numbers make sense. So essentially that income from the other tenants would be greater than or equal to our expenses. In full disclosure, with what I know right now, I hope we buy the building. If it doesn't work out or the, the Lord leads us in a different direction, I'm going to pout. I'm going to kick rocks for a little bit, but I'll move on because he still called us here. So what does inhabit mean? As we talk about inhabit the space, it means to, to live in or dwell in a place as people are animals. And I think this other part of the definition is more applies to us, to exist or be situated in, to, to dwell in. Right? We've been called to exist here, to be situated here as a church when we gather to dwell here. Right? We exist and are situated here as a, a gathered local expression of the church of Jesus Christ. And so I believe this is a time that God's calling us to really put down roots. I mean, we've been here for 16 years, but really put down roots. So our ask at this time is that you would pr prayerfully consider what you can give over and above your normal giving over the next two years. So we're not asking for money. If you want to give it to us, we'll receive it. We're not asking for your pledge at this time. We're asking you to pray. The time that you can, can pledge and that we're going to ask you to pledge, that's going to be in January. So now pray, and we also are doing some in-home meetings. We've got five this week, one today, uh, another on Tuesday that definitely have openings. Sign up for those. Please sign up for those. You're going to hear me talk about this a few times. You have questions. The questions aren't going to go away if you don't ask them. Added bonus, you get to spend 60 to 90 minutes with Randy and me. Like, what more could you ask for? It's amazing. We've had a few. They've been really, really good. So, Really, sign up for one of those. Even if you're in full support, come on out, hang out with us, have a snack, have a good time. All right, this is really a spiritual journey. As a, as a church, we're seeking the Lord. You may not be led to, to give anything. That's okay. That's all right. What we really want you to do, though, is to seek the Lord. And we want you to ask questions. Okay, we don't want you to not give because you have questions that you didn't ask. So to recap our series very briefly so far, for, 
first week we talked about presence. We're a people of presence. That, uh, that's our highest value as a church. Then Randy talked about we're a people of prayer. This church was birthed in prayer. Prayer is a, an essential part of everything that we do. We are a praying church. Last week, Randy talked about proclamation. We're a people of proclamation. We, we proclaim the good news of Jesus with our words and with our actions. And then today, we're going to look at we're a people of place. This is where we gather once a week to worship, to encourage, to exhort, to, to celebrate um, before we scatter to be salt and light in the, world, in the world in desperate need of Jesus. So as we talk about place, I just want to say briefly uh, about a theology of place. Place matters. Place really, really matters. Maybe as I bring this up, some of you might be thinking of Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well. And there's the debate about what's the most important place to worship at. You know, that, that well where they were having the conversation or in Jerusalem. And Jesus tells her, hey, that's not what's important. God's looking for people who worship in spirit and truth. He's not saying place doesn't matter, but that conversation, what, what's the most important place? That's where she, this woman was missing it. Also, Randy talk, as I said, Randy talked about proclamation. Um, we, we've got this, these verses, uh, Bjorn, if you could pull them up. Acts 17, 26, and, and 27. Paul is, is telling the Athenians that God places people in a time and a place for the, that they might seek the Lord. So we're here for our neighbors. That, you know, we've got people around us looking for God. They may not realize it. And so part of being here uh, is for our neighbors. So places in the Bible matter. They commemorate where God did something. When God created the man and the woman, he put them in a place. He put them in the Garden of Eden. Our hope is that one day, that, not that we're going away, but God's coming here in the new heavens and the new earth to dwell with us. This place, earth, matters. And so where we are situated matters. So as I said, we move through time and space, and where we are matters. The, the environment around us impacts us, whether we realize it or not. Would you rather work in a dark and dingy place or someplace that's well lit with lots of live plants? Certain businesses, they, they set up so that you want to linger and hang out and be there. One other thing before I, I, I jump in, when we read, especially the Old Testament, we want to be careful to not make maybe a one-to-one application of a passage for us. It's going to make sense when I, when I read uh, the passage in Joshua 1. Um, also, kind of some good news. We're not going to follow every word in this passage. No need to thank me. Uh, it'll make sense. But I just can't, I can't read and stop mid-verse or skip parts of it. So Joshua 1, we're going to look at verses 1 through 9 and then 16 through 18. 
It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, my servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea in the west, shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall lead this people to possess the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all that the law uh, that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or, or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. They answered Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your orders and disobeys your words, whatever you command shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are with us, and therefore we can be strong and courageous. Each one of us have uh, an area in our life where we need your strength and your courage, and we ask for that now. We thank you that your word does what you desire. So I ask, as it, as it goes out, would it take root uh, in fertile soil and produce the fruit that you desire? In Jesus' name, amen. Let me be clear. Randy and I are not claiming to be like Joshua or Moses in this situation. The focus is what God, what God is saying that has application for us. Also, we're not going to do the putting to death thing, okay? You can disobey us. That's totally fine because we're not in Moses or Joshua's position. What I want us to remember this morning is that as a part of God's people, we're called to a specific place to inhabit. Again, as a, as a part of God's people, we're called to a specific place to inhabit. This is consistent with God's work, uh, with God's work with people throughout history. As I mentioned earlier, the Lord wants to fill the whole earth, and he works through these outposts in the New Testament that the New Testament calls churches. What we're going to look at this morning is the plan, the promise, the purpose, and the provision. I did not come up with that. That's from Heather, but it fits. Our plan this morning is inhabit the space. Quick question, straw poll, show of hands. Who here has ever made a detailed plan and it worked out exactly as you planned it? Nobody. Shocking. I, 
I'm going to share a few quotes on plans. First one, from the most fearsome boxer in my lifetime, Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I'm going to date myself a little bit, but Hannibal Smith from the A-Team. I love it when a plan comes together. Proverbs 16.9, the human mind plans the way, but the Lord directs the steps. Proverbs 16 has four verses on making plans. James 4 uh, cautions us about presumptuous planning. He doesn't speak about plans, but don't, don't make plans without involving God. I, uh, at a key time in uh, our family, we had a few people give us the same quote. Maybe you've, you've heard this. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to partner with us or that he doesn't want to give us uh, the desires of our heart, but rather, like, let's not act like we're in charge. Right? We, we come saying, God, you're good, you're the creator. Here's what we'd love to see happen. So God told his plan to Joshua. He said, cross the Jordan with all my people and inhabit the land that I promised. Now, a, f- uh, a few weeks ago, I read, when I read from Exodus 33, I read verse 11. Um, because Joshua's planning was spending time in God's presence. That's part of how he was getting prepared for the role of succeeding Moses. And I have a sense that similar to us as a church that so valued God's presence and authenticity and worship, that part of, that's preparation for really, in, really inhabiting this space, that he's been preparing us. God's presence is, a, is an end in and of itself, but I think it's also preparing us for this next stage as a church, this next part of our journey. God told Israel to go in the promised land. Our, our plan is to inhabit the space. That's what's, that's what's clear to us. I would love to know a lot more. I would love to know every single step of the way for us. This is what we know right now. That's why as we go forward, we're doing so prayerfully, getting all the information that we can. And, and again, why we think it's important for you all to come to these meetings, ask your questions, because that's a way of of getting, uh, giving some input to us and getting a sense of where you all are as we are discerning this going forward. So again, as a part of God's people, we've been called to a specific place to inhabit. The other part that we're looking at is the promise. The, the, the promise I'm focused on here is from verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, the promise is at the end. So to switch it, the Lord is with you wherever you go. Therefore, be strong and courageous. God is encouraging Joshua. At the end, the people are encouraging Joshua. That's why I read those last few verses. Yes, Joshua, we're with you. God said that. So be strong and courageous, Joshua. As as a part of the body of of Christ, we encourage one another. Uh, a few weeks ago, after, uh, after I spoke, I had some people come up and say, when I talked about buying the building, they said, that felt right. That really felt right when you shared that. That was encouraging. 
This past week, somebody shared with me um, how she had a dream about we're in the right space. Like God, God's called us here. That was encouraging. We had a, uh, one of the in-home meetings was, was Tuesday night. The spirit of that night was incredibly supportive. That was encouraging. Randy and I left. We're like, that was fun. We were encouraged. The most important truth is that God is with us. If we're getting it 100% right, and especially in this time, God's with us. If we're somehow 100% wrong, God's still with us. And he'll guide us, he'll correct us. His withness is not dependent on obedience or ability to discern his leading. It's dependent on his character, and he's faithful. We want to follow his leading and obey what he says because that's better than the alternative. Even if it's hard, even if there's challenges or when, not if, when, that's still where we want to be. Right? It's against God's nature to leave us. So again, a part, as a part of God's people, we've been called to a specific place to inhabit. So the purpose of us doing this is, is to upgrade this space, this worship space. We want to make uh, our children's area more secure. And we want to open up um, our lobby area for more people to be able to use throughout the week, um, to hang out ministries to meet there if they want to. You know, our hope is that our neighbors would come to know Jesus, as I shared at the beginning. It's not an either or. It's a both and. We can upgrade the space and be fruitful in ministry. We, at times, get the backhanded compliment from people of, we love that you don't care what this space looks like. <laughs> we know it's with the best intention and it's meant to be a compliment. But it sort of feels like somebody like, I love that you can wear whatever you want out in public. Like, what? I, these are clean clothes, and I think they match, and I did my hair. What, what are you talking about? It's not, this space is not the most important thing. We're not here to serve this building. Right? The building serves us and what God's called us to do, to encounter the love and power of God and give it away to the world. But as I said at the beginning, space matters. They communicate things. We don't want it to be a distraction, either by being too ostentatious or too kind of worn down and, and neglected. We love when people linger and they hang out. I love it. Sunday morning. You know, you all will, will be here till like 1 o'clock, much to the chagrin of one of my sons because he wants to play drums. But you're welcome. I told him, just drum them out. Just start playing. They'll leave. <clears throat> But we want more space for you all to, to hang out. That during the week, not to withdraw from the world, but maybe if, you, if you're working remotely, to come here and work. To have meetings here throughout, throughout the week. Physical space matters and the ambiance impacts us. Because we all have our date night places and we all have our get food in a hurry places. They're very different. So uh, just really briefly, uh, Kara, if you can turn off the lights that are off during worship.
So you may, may or may not realize, especially during worship, we've got some spotlights, spotlight areas. Look around. The more densely populated areas are in the dark. Wouldn't it be great if it could be universal? And we get it. You, you don't want to worship with a spotlight on you. We understand. So that's one of the things we want to be able to do in here. Universal lighting, Im improved sound. Okay, we'll, we'll talk more in the in-home meetings, but just wanted to give us a visual because we're probably not really paying attention to it. But as you come in, when you come in, you're looking for the places where it's dark or darker. We understand. Also, we have a few renderings. Uh, you can turn the lights back up. Uh, Bjorn, if you can pull those up. Um, we're just going to, I'm not going to walk through them again. In home meeting, come to an in home meeting, we can share you. But this is four of them are um, kind of the, what we're looking to do with our lobby space uh, to improve that. You'll see it's going to be much brighter. Um, there a ton more natural light. We've got uh, windows or offices blocking windows. So we're going to be able to increase that. There's a bat. I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a bathroom um, in our office area that can become a family bathroom, another space if you need that. Um, and then there's one, one image for the kids area kind of showing ways of, of opening it. There it is. Uh, opening that up. Um, cause if for the, my fellow parents, you know how that is when there's like one other family with you as you're checking your kids in. It's like a, a log jam back there. So um, the more important thing is security, but uh, we can make that a little bit more efficient. So as I said, uh, come to an in-home meeting. We can look through those a little more slowly. The, this is not a definite of what we're going to do. This is just an idea, right? I'll, I'll gladly share these if, if you want. If you want to look at those, um, I'll email it. But okay, the last part of of us as a part of God's people, we've been called to a specific place to inhabit. Is that is God's provision, and He's provided various resources. This space, this is God's provision. This is where we are called to inhabit. When God says inhabit the space, it was it's this this place. I think, as I shared a few weeks ago, throughout our history, we haven't had a strong sense to move. I think it's because we are where we're supposed to be. God's not going to lead us to move if we are where we're supposed to be. Another part of that uh, provision is what will be pledged financially. God is or will lead many of you to give toward this. And we're going to be thankful for every penny that comes in toward this. Again, if you're not able, that's fine. I want, I want to be clear. Um, but the big thing is seek the Lord. Be willing to do whatever he tells you. And I'm sure that we're going to see God's provision in, in other ways as well throughout this whole process. So as we conclude this morning, your practical Steps to take away, it's two, real simple. Prayerfully consider what you might be able to give over and above your normal giving over the next two years. Be doing that. And then the other part is to read the material. Uh, Esther's done an amazing job putting together our case for support. There's the booklets out on the table. 
there's a FAQ document that you can read through. So get, that, get the information that you need as you go through this and attend one of the in-home meetings. Please, we do want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. As I said before, I'll say it again. Your questions won't go away if you don't ask them. Right? So ask them. We may give you a satisfactory response. We may not. But at least you've asked. So uh, at this time, if our ministry team can come forward and, and Esther, as a part of God's people, we've been called to a specific place to inhabit, and it's here. All right. We know that the plan is to inhabit the space. The promise he's given us is that he's with us, and therefore we get to be strong and courageous. Because we're looking to upgrade this space, um, our office area, and the, the kids' area. And we know that God's going to provide um, through various individuals and, and means. Because he's, he's already provided this place. He's, he's provided a word for us. So again, sign up uh, for in-home meeting. I'll be out there. I can um, help you out. So we've got, five again, five this week and likely three in November. Um, so strongly encourage you to come out to the meeting today or on Tuesday. Okay. Um, so each week we do ministry time because we, um, we want to give an opportunity to respond. We know that the Lord is here with us. We know that there's a variety of needs, spiritual, emotional, physical, and our ministry teams would love to, to pray for you. So if you have anything uh, this morning, we invite you to come, come forward. Um, one of the things that came, stood out to me during worship as we started that, that third song, I just had this sense of from all of us, like incense, just rising up to the Lord. And then when Nancy shared about some of us feeling dry, uh, that I realized that that could also be like a smoldering wick. That it, we just feel dry and almost extinguished. But what the Bible tells us is that Jesus isn't going to extinguish a smoldering wick. He'll, he'll fan it into flame, right? He'll bring refreshing to us. So if you, I know we, we gave you an opportunity uh, to respond during that fourth song, but if there's um, something else still sitting with you, I invite you to come um, and get prayer. So if you will stand with me. We've got a little bit of time, so I'm just going to wait and see if there's anything else the Lord wants to do. Father, we thank you that you are a God who brings refreshing, refreshment to us that when we're tired and weary, you are near. So for any who are still feeling that way, would you, Holy Spirit, be prompting them to come get prayer to receive the water from the river of life.
sense if there's anybody with kind of upper upper back pain kind of right across your shoulders, right in that area of your back. I encourage you to come come get prayer. And I mean, <clears throat> almost feels like a, a heavy weight. Like the most comfortable position is sort of slumping your shoulders forward, being bent over. So I think the Lord wants to heal that this morning. will continue playing. You're welcome to to linger, uh, to hang out. For those of you who have kids and children ministry, I know our volunteers would love to have you come pick them up. So have a good week. Go to love and serve the Lord.